Hey, good people. Welcome to Shanghai Chronicles, episode 108. This is Yikes. I hope everyone had a wonderful weekend and you're getting ready for the good work week that is upon us, good people. Okay, um, so we have so much to discuss on the show. So as always, let's get into the first segment, Damn America. So Damn America, Elizabeth Warren ends her presidential campaign. Um, so I've seen a lot of people discuss this. A lot of people talk about this. Um, of course, I wasn't really an advocate or a person that supported Elizabeth Warren, but um, once I got to do a little bit of research about her, she was, uh, you know, okay. Um, the thing about it is I think that America is very afraid to make a woman a president, whether her race. I think that people are just not ready for that to occur. Um, I think it's still a man's world and women are just living in it. Um, I do also think that it was a strategic plan behind this to get her off of the ballot and to have what we have now, which is Bernie and um, Biden to go against, you know, each other and see who will be the last standing. Um, I do feel that Elizabeth Warren was very tough. She had some good uh, issues that she discussed. And when it came to the debates, she was very um, aggressive. She could handle herself um, with all the candidates that she had to go up against. Um, I think it's very, um, you know, a lot of people were very uh, taken back by her. Uh, getting out of the race because I honestly thought it would just be her and Biden left. I honestly didn't think Bernie would last this long. Um, now with Elizabeth Warren, I think a lot of people wanted to see like who she would be uh, supporting and who she would be, you know, backing up. Uh, so let me see. I think I saw that. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to find. I know she was on um, Saturday Night Live. She opened up Saturday Night Live, which I thought was cute. But let's see who she endorses. <clears throat> so I think when she exited the race, she had like a dilemma. So it was like, you know, is she going to endorse Bernie or is she going to endorse Biden? And, you know, at the end of the day, they both probably, you know, needed her just based on, you know, because she is a tough cookie. Um, so 
she hinted on Thursday that whomever she throws her support to, she wants to take a deep breath and probably spend a lot of time to think on it because both candidates, you know, shower praise, like both candidates are good candidates and both of them, she kind of showered some praise to them. Um, she said it was the dilemma because uh, her policy agenda of big structural change to the tax the rich and expand the safety net out, outlines with Bernie Sanders. And she is with Bernie, I believe, when it comes to like the health policy. But she ran on the undefined the party and rapidly emerging consensus among Democrat elites is that Biden is their man. So basically saying like, you know, a lot of Democrats, they do support Joe Biden and a lot of people that are voting support Joe Biden because, you know, Joe Biden has already been in the White House. He knows, you know, the politics. He knows, you know, the contracts, all of that stuff. So she also said, you know, there are millions of people looking to her for leadership in this moment, basically, because whoever was for Elizabeth Warren, those people will follow suit and be supportive of whoever she endorses. So... Uh, they said that any endorsement or non-endorsement would disappoint many Democrats and with coming primaries that could uh, that could tilt the race towards one of the two remaining men. And Warren's moment of maximum leverage as a former contender may not last long, as we can tell. Um, so ideally, she lines up with Bernie Sanders on a number of issues where she clearly had real differences with him, as we could tell through the debates. But she all only started to outline the last week or so. So basically throughout her whole campaign, she kind of only really uh, uh, agreed with Bernie with, you know, certain things. And then, you know, the underwriting principle right now for everybody on the Democrat side, of course, is to beat Trump. So with that being said, I'm not sure who she's going to endorse. I don't even know if it's really been said about who she's going to endorse. Um... I think she's kind of going towards uh, Joe um, Joe Biden. I think I do think, um, but I think that if she does go with um, Bernie Sanders, I think maybe Bernie Sanders would choose her as his vice president. That I'm seeing, so she would um, get. He called, basically, I guess Bernie Sanders pretty much called her outstanding choice to become his running mate if he was to capture the Democrat um, presidential nomination. And I think for Joe Biden, I think they're trying to push Kamala Harris to be his VP um, a nomination. So we'll see. I just think that it was very... Um, you know, she in those states that she needed, they just, you know, weren't really riding with her as well. And I do think it's because she is a woman. And I do think they probably didn't have that much faith that she could be that person to beat Trump. And also just because America is not ready for a woman president. And, you know, I talked about this numerous times on other previous shows that at the end of the day, women are the controllers in the households and women are the ones that pretty much run the world. But America is afraid to take that chance and to take that step and leap out on faith to have us run the world. So I do think that's why, you know, she is no longer in the race. But, you know, we shall see. Um, It was very surprising to see her drop out the race because, like I said, I just knew that she was going to be the one to beat. 
And I just knew that she was going to be the one that was going to be able to probably, I don't know, beat Trump, but she was going to be the one that was going to, you know, bring some fire. So, you know, we wish her well. Um, Hopefully, if Bernie Sanders does land the spot, then hopefully he can um, nominate her to be his VP. So we'll see. And uh, speaking of Bernie Sanders, so our second Damn America topic we have is Sean King helping or hurting the Bernie campaign. So all of you, if you don't know who Sean King is, he's kind of pretty much a um, political activist. Um, He does a lot in his community, a lot on Instagram. And I came across an article because people on Twitter were calling him out because of false allegations he made against Rachel Maddow. Um, so, uh, pretty much Twitter, you know, black Twitter, they always pulling out something. Twitter pulls out scam receipts on Sean King after he pretty much, well, I wouldn't say scam receipts, but pretty much he, he tried to say that <clears throat> Rachel said this about Bernie Sanders or really and truly that's not what it was. So basically this is what happened. So on Tuesday evening, the political commentator, commentator Rachel Maddow, who is also the host of the Rachel Maddow Show, reported that multiple senior officials within the Democrat Party are interfering with the primaries to stop Sanders' campaign. So Twitter pulled up a clip to actually hear what she said. And Sean King said, here's the quote from her. The Bloomberg campaign is an intense pressure from multiple sources from inside of the party that he needs to quit. From which the clip that he originally tweeted, she's saying, you know, it was it was two whole different things than what he originally, you know, showed. So he's saying that. Sean King went a step further, I guess, and shared a clip where Madal was discussing pressures of Mike Bloomberg's, what their campaign was facing. And according to many sources, which had nothing to do with King's first assumption, she says... Basically... Basically, he's pretty much saying that she said something. She said one thing, but pretty much what she really did say, he didn't show that clip to be true. So a lot of what he's like reposting and putting out there, people kind of feel like, hey, you're doing a little bit too much. You're giving false pretenses. You're giving false um, information. That's not really going to help Bernie right now because Bernie needs all the votes that he can get. So when social media was to call him out, they were like, yo, bro, she said nothing in this clip about interfering with the Sanders campaign. You know, at this point, you know, she you need to apologize because when you listen to the clip, she's talking about the Bloomberg campaign. She's basically saying that they're having they're, you know, getting some pressure from multiple sources and you know he needs to quit meaning like look most of people are coming out about Bloomberg they're bringing a lot of shit up to the forefront about him he needs to just call it a quits but he assumed that she was referring to Bernie Sanders and another person said she's still not saying what you claimed about Sanders you should give it up before you embarrass yourself further so some have even pointed out the lack of trust in Sanders' campaign streaming from his tweets. So I'm guessing 
he tweeted and said, I'm sick of this crap. This is why the Sanders campaign is so mistrusted. Madow did not report this. And this is what somebody tweeted about Sean King. They said, um, and senior officials are not interfering in the primaries. Bernie Sanders is a Democrat once every four years. Maybe he's the one interfering in our primaries. That's what um, somebody tweeted. So shortly after that, somebody else be began um, trending. I think it was like Talcum X or something began trending, which is to be said to be Sean King's nickname. So <laughs> people are just kind of really coming at him, tweeting about him, you know, just really trying to figure out exactly what is he trying to accomplish? What exactly is he doing? Is he helping Bernie campaign by even bringing up this stuff, reporting false information? Like what is exactly occurring here? Now, I know Sean King. I follow. I don't know Sean King. Let me take that back. I follow him on Instagram. Not really on the Twitter with following him, but I follow him on Instagram. He does have things that he brings to the attention, letting us know about, you know, false imprisonment, you know, people that, you know, done wrong by the system. I do know that he's a big Bernie Sanders um, supporter. Now, as a journalist, it is your right and as a political activist and a person that is of their stature is it's it is for you to make sure that you have all your ducks lined in a row and make sure that you are delivering correct information now the way so basically it just sounds like you know he is pretty much just saying like look what you said is basically coming against Bernie is basically showing and trying to say that they're trying to knock Bloomberg out the race so that Biden can go against Bernie and then Biden can be on this ballot. So I feel like, you know, as journalists, sometimes we do have to do our extreme research. We do have to make sure we have all our ducks in a row. We do have to make sure that if we're going to be on these social media platforms, that we have to make sure that we are retweeting and delivering out the correct messages. Now, this is my thing. Whether what he tweeted is hurting or helping Bernie or not, at the end of the day, it all boils down to who's going out there to vote for the primaries. So I don't believe that Sean King is hurting the Bernie Sanders um, campaign. If anything, I would hope that he is helping him, if anything, um... I do know that she, you know, basically called him out and claims, you know, that, you know, he, he just kind of, he just, you know, just needs to understand exactly what it is that he is, you know, tweeting. So, and I think the thing about it is the tweet he said it was, he just said, he made it as breaking news pretty much. He said, the MS, the MSNBC and Maldo just reported that multiple senior officials within the Democratic Party are interfering with the primaries to stop Bernie Sanders. They reported that the party has ended. They reported the party has asked Bloomberg to drop out so that Biden would have an easier time against Bernie. So Rachel was like, what? No, I didn't report a such thing. So, it's, you know, since that post, you know, of course, People are coming at him because it's just like, you know, she didn't say any of these things. So by you reporting this, it's just like, okay, hold up. If people 
if people see this and people look at this, then they're not going to go out there and vote for Bernie. You know, they're going to be like, okay, you know what? Something ain't going right. Why people, you know, why people are doing this with Bernie or whatever the case may be. And then it's just like, you know, throughout his whole campaign, he has always, you know, shown support for Sanders as well as, you know, when Sanders was going against, you know, multiple people, whatever the case may be. Um, he also did something before where he claimed that former staffers of uh, the former of former um, the guy who was running for Texas contacted him in regards to endorsement of a candidate, in regards to endorsement of candidate Joe Biden. So in a tweet before, he put something like, oh, had several staffers of Beto reach out to me, some near tears, saying that his endorsement of Joe Biden felt like a betrayal of all they had worked for with Beto. One said he lost Biden's campaign for president. They just couldn't make it make sense. So I just feel like if he, you know... The numbers pretty much after he done put all of this stuff out there about this situation and tweeted it, it brings Sanders down because after all of that, the numbers pretty much Bernie Sanders is at 382 and Joe Biden's at 453. And that's after he tweeted all of that and voiced all of his opinions. So, yes, I do think at this point, you know, he needs to stop because he is hurting Bernie, you know, Bernie with his false accusations and things that he's putting out there. I think that he needs to just realize that he is a journalist. He needs to study a little bit more. Don't take offense to anything. And maybe he should have listened to the full interview or got more justification of it first before he just took a snippet of the interview of what she said. Now, at the end of the day, I don't think that, you know, things that people say or do should control how people go out and vote. I think, if anything, people should realize the state that America is in right now and then go off of that when they're voting. But unfortunately, with him being such a big political person and being such a big uh, activist, people look at him to see exactly what it is that he's saying because he's using that platform, Twitter and social, you know, social media platform to get things out to the people that are not already being told. So I think at this point, I think that he just needs to step back even if he's being told anything from people from the Hill or interns or whatever the case may be, I don't think he needs to use that information. I think he needs to just, you know, keep it with him. And maybe if he wants to release the information, maybe do a little bit more research and digging with the information. Because he also was the person that said that, you know, Kim Kardashian is not getting these people out. She has a set. Kim Kardashian always said that she had a set of lawyers. You know, she's always said that. She never took any of the clout for any of it so you know she always talked about her political team that that she's had so you know I just think that it just falls that you know he probably is very excited you know he's diehard Bernie and which is perfectly fine but it's just like you know at the end of the day you just need to make sure that you're giving the right facts so you know so you know damn America Elizabeth Warren ends her presidential campaign 
And it's very upsetting because she was a good contender. She was feisty. She was fierce. And, you know, I was, she, she was growing on me. And, you know, damn America, Sean King, you're not really helping Bernie at all. So at the end of the day, I think you just need to sit back and kind of relax and let people uh, just, you know, figure and search things for themselves. Okay. So let's get into our rising star. So our rising star, we have Nicole Laponte Jamison. She is 25 years old. Uh, she took over as a CEO of Stored by Fading Esports Outfit Evil Geniuses. This was in May of 2019. In her first year, she's made significant moves to pull the team back to its relevancy, primary by re-entering two of the top esports, Counter-Strike, Global Offense, and League of Leagues. This newly acquired... CS Go Team quickly made its presence known by de by debuting with a championship win at ESL One New York 2019 and Brooklyn's Barclays Center, and Jameson has opened offices in Seattle and Los Angeles and doubled headshot. Evil Geniuses boost scholarships from Monster Energy, Xfinity, AMD, and Twitch among others. She is 25. Yet again, she is from Washington, Seattle. She has the Bachelor of Arts and Science from Columbia University in the city of New York okay so shout out to her okay so let's get into our twerk something segment so the twerk something segment is the reason why the episode is called yikes because it's some things happening up in Hollywood that is just off the chain per usual okay per the usual though so um I'm just gonna start off with my girl Solange so Solange is not dating common y'all she said why y'all always lying? She even, you know, posted about it because normally she don't address, you know, her relationships. And a lot of people was like, oh, she got a type. She look, He looked just like the ex-husband or whatever. I think my girl is trying to just get herself together, do her music, you know, for her, for y'all to pasture up with Common. I don't know why Common. I don't even think Solange would even, even though the ex-husband was like mellow, chill, I think this point, I think Solange is kind of just relaxing. You know, it's about to be the summertime. She's about to be out here. She's single. You know, her son is growing up. I think she's really just focusing on possibly maybe giving us some new music. I just don't know why y'all paired her with Common because we know Common can't keep a woman to save his life. Okay? Serena done gone. Um... The girl that's the activist, she done gone. Like, everybody done gone from him. So I don't even know how you paired him. And plus, wasn't he dating Tiffany Haddish, supposedly? And isn't Tiffany Haddish cool with the Nose family? So why would that even be about? Yeah, that was, yeah, that's why I was like, yikes. That's, that's just a little bit too much. Um, Stevie J. <laughs> He does a post and come at the Love and Hip Hop Miami cast talking about their hair. Basically saying, like, look, before y'all get there on that screen, y'all need to make sure no wigs is on point, makeup is on point, because I want y'all to look y'all best. Now, one thing I can say about Stevie J, he loves to stir the pot, but he ain't lie. Because some of them wigs on there do be looking a mess, okay? They don't be on point. Now, Trina here be looking bomb. Trina, Trina cousin, all them be looking bomb. Trick daddy, he defend his woman cast, okay, honey? Because, you know, the ex-wife is on there. So he like, oh, partner, 
okay? Don't worry about what's going on over here. You need to worry about what's going on in Atlanta, whatever your case may be. Then somebody had a nerve to bring up Faith Evans and how her hair be all over the place and how she just be strung out, not knowing what's going on. She just be all over the place. So basically, Stevie was like, look. I'm just here. I'm a man. I'm trying to help my sisters out. I'm just trying to make sure y'all giving y'all full potential. Okay, basically, he's being Mona Scott's assistant, trying to make sure that the woman is on point when it comes to their wardrobe. Y'all know how he used to pat Jocelyn's nose when she'd be sweating and shit and fixing her hair and all of that. Like, he's just trying to be a supportive, you know, supportive black man and his supportive, you know, black women. Because he do see some of them out here, whether it's Love & Hip Hop Miami or whoever, they, these wigs don't be on point. So he's just trying to, he's just trying to give y'all the, <laughs> he's just trying to educate y'all. He trying to help them pretty much, and they just like no, 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 no. You see this? This is this is looking good. This is this. This is that. You know, uh, uh-uh, honey. You know they had a whole they they um shot the reunion. They had a whole lot to say to Stevie J. So I don't even know why he opened up that can of worms. I don't even know why he did it. Um, I'm really over uh, Nene. Nene talked about Wendy Williams and her, Wendy Williams' ex-husband, and Wendy blocked her from getting a talk show. Like, does Wendy have that much power that she's blocking from you getting a talk show? If anything, did you present the talk show to anybody? Like, what was the talk show going to be about? Nene, like what exactly was going to be occurring? I've never seen any reports. I've seen a lot of shit, but I've never seen no reports about Nene getting a talk show or trying to give a pilot or blueprint of a talk show. So I don't even know why they even came about in her Breakfast Club interview, but it was a thing. And, you know, I don't know if that's why her and Wendy weren't speaking at the time or whatever the case may be. But it was just like, you know, okay, were you trying to get it on Fox? Like, does Wendy have that much plug that she can block you from getting a show? Like, I highly, highly doubt it. And then... This is really why we named the episode Yikes. So y'all know Nicki Minaj, what were you thinking, child? So her husband got arrested because he didn't register as a sex offender. He must was traveling. So pretty much he was out on like a $100,000 bond. And then he got a mugshot. And then I think they finally... um, he finally registered registered himself. I think he registered himself in like California or some shit. Let me see. Mm. Let's see. Hmm. So she's saying she's standing by him. Of course she is. So he pled not guilty. So basically they saying this wasn't a deal breaker for their marriage, pretty much. She said their arrest is embarrassing, but it's not a relationship killer. She's known him forever and knows the person he is, and she's in love with him, and she wants this to go away as quickly as possible. Basically, she's paying people. She would likely address it in some way during her... So on Queen Radio, she's going to talk about it. But again, she would rather have this not have happened, but it's not going to be something that will alter her relationship with him negatively. Okay, first of all... <laughs> 
why is she with the person? Why is she with him in the first for the first place? He 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 was in jail for like rape or sexually assault or something. So they saying, you know, she said that he know he made a mistake, but it doesn't change the person he is, and it doesn't change anything about the relationship or the love she has for him. She know him almost her life. She said people make mistakes. That doesn't mean she's going to leave him for it. Um, so basically this is what happened. He got pulled over for a traffic stop in Beverly Hills. And at the time, he was arrested and released on a $20,000 bond. So, and that's when, I guess, when he got arrested, the Beverly Hills police determined that he that he was a registered sex offender in New York State. But however, he wasn't registered in California because I'm guessing like since he's in California and that's where he resides, he needs to also be registered there. So while each state, they have their, of course, they have their own registration guidelines pretty much. So California is a state, it requires a registration within five working days of him moving. So when he moved to California, he failed to register himself as a sex offender because he probably was thinking like, look, I don't live in New York no more. All of that was in New York. I'm in Cali now. Everything should be brand spanking new. So they done got married or whatever. They done tied the knot in October 2019. So pretty much how the fuck you know that you register in New York? But then you move to a new residency, you know you're a convicted felon or whatever the case may be. You didn't think to even ask your lawyer or look up any of this stuff to figure out, you know, what you can't do. What you Then on top of that, she had him in Trinidad with him. So he's traveling and all this other stuff. And, you know... The situation, like, I guess the, the girl at the time was, like, 16, and he was, like, 19 or something, and she she said, like, he forced uh, himself upon her or something like that. So, so you know, <sighs> you know, me being petty, messy boobs, I was just waiting for Meek Mills to respond, and he finally responded, and it just, you know, made my day. Okay, Meek said something like he went on Twitter because <coughs> I was just waiting for Meek. I'm like, where's Meek? So Meek went on Twitter and he's like, he said, ain't it funny how only ones, only ones can get hurt. You are the people, are the people that love you. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I've been waiting for you to respond, Meek. Then he went and liked the photo. So, you know, her and Meek had been going back and forth on Twitter. And he brought up about the brother being in a rape case. And he done got uh, found guilty. So he going to jail. Now you done got the damn husband that was fighting and arguing in the, in the damn store. He ain't registered as a sex offender. So now apparently he's in California. He done registered himself as a sex offender. Now, what would this do for Nicki Minaj? Will her fans start to look at her a little bit different? You know, are they still going to appreciate her? You know, is the music going to be about this relationship? You know, what does that do for Nikki? At the end of the day, it's Nikki Minaj. Um, you know, a lot of her friends are like, you know, Nikki, what was you thinking even dating someone like this, whether you knew him for a long time or not? Like, you know, you always yelling women empowerment, women this, women that, and then now you out here ready to register a sex offender. 
And, you know, at the end of the day, women can't help who they love. You know, we get in love. We love this person. They can be the head honcho of the damn drug lord. We in love with them. No matter what they do, no matter how they do it, we in love. You know, love is blind. So, pretty much, she basically telling us to mind our business, okay? This man ain't going nowhere. She's of age. She wants to be with this man. She wants to be married. All her exes done moved on. They got babies coming, okay? Safari's married. Baby's here. Meek is dating. New girl. Baby is, you know, she's pregnant. So, like, you know, shit, she wants it also. And plus, she ain't getting no younger you know she getting older so at the end of the day listen who are we to judge Nicki Minaj okay if anything the judgment needs to come to make sure this bitch is bringing the correct bars and the music make sure that she's delivering us singles and make sure that she keeps her ring as being uh the best hip-hop female artist which we know that's a whole nother story within itself because, you know, she's going back and forth with Cardi and uh, Megan Thee Stallion loves her apparently because, you know, Megan was on first take and talked about, you know, shout out to Nikki, whatever the case may be, whatever. But, you know, who cares who she loving? I mean, is that going to stop her image? No. People are still going to love Nicki Minaj. But it does kind of say something because we all know that Nicki fans are, li- are younger, they're younger kids. So, you know, it doesn't set a good example that she has this husband that's a sex offender for what he did at the time that that girl was underage. So it doesn't help the situation whatsoever. But, you know, at the end of the day, who are we to judge? You know, uh, Nikki, I, I just don't know what you were thinking at the time. I mean, I, I think, you know, at this point in your life, you was like, shit, I done been through this person and talked to this person. I just might as well go ahead and give him a chance. I already know him. I'm comfortable. You know, it is what it is. So we'll see. I mean, with this, I don't know if this would change how people think. But, you know, I think her fans will still be there. I think they will still support her. I think they'll be by her side. But, I mean, it's messy. It's very messy. It's messy. And, I mean, honestly, Nicki Minaj can do so much better. Like, so much better. But, you know, you love who you love. So, whatever. Um... Speaking of messy. So, I was watching this. So, it's this clip with Amanda Seals. She's on the reel. And Amanda Seals just gives all the facial expressions in the world that everybody wants to give when the rest of them is talking. So Lonnie is on there with these thick-ass tears, crying, talking about how she grew up in the ghetto. She had no food and just boo-hooing. So Amanda Seals is looking at her like, girl, stop girl about like her facial expressions is everything that we want to say you know I'm like it's just everything that we want to say to Lonnie and want to tweet to Lonnie then on top of that you know is Amanda Styles making it so that people want to watch the reel again because they want to see where her facial expressions are probably not but at the end of the day I'm just looking at her like you know what <laughs> I'm thinking the same thing like girl you was what and them tears, they not even real. They not even real. Like, you're not even crying for real. Like, what? Where did you even come about to even say? Like, 
at the end of it all, Amanda says she the facial expressions. Like we actually love her. Like we love her on the real. We love her on the real because the facial expressions gives us all. Now when she's you know debating and talking and her topics whatever, sometimes she goes left field. But we just love her for the facial expressions because she already is thinking and doing what we want to say. But we just ain't saying it pretty much. Basically, like we just like, oh, okay, all right, okay, girl, mm-hmm, mm. Like that's what her facial gives us. It gives us like, yeah, okay, yeah, girl, stop lying. So, um, I don't really care about. <laughs> so, Bill Clinton reveals his reason for cheating. So, Bill said something about his cheating scandal with Monica Lewinsky. Um. He said he felt terrible and how he, you know, did this and did that. And so basically it's in the new Hillary documentary, pretty much. He confesses what drove him to have an affair with the lady. So, of course, Hillary said it devastated her. So when the public heard about it, you know, it was in the 90s, whatever. Um, His reasoning behind it, basically, he said... um, Monica was somebody a source of relief, he adds, because it, whatever in the life, whatever he was going through, disappointments, like he had anxiety, you know, different things like that. You know, he, he basically said, you know, he felt like, um, he felt like, you know, at the time she, she, I guess, was there for him. So when he looked back on it now, he said he felt terrible about the fact that Monica Lewinsky's life was defined by it. Unfairly, he think, he said, you know, Monica, who was only 22 years old at the time, had the affair with him. And, you know, um, I guess she later um, talked about how she came close to committing suicide because, you know, people were really like coming at him and I mean, coming at her and, you know, calling, you know, saying really bad things about her because she was, you know, the reason why he got impeached. Listen, Bill, how many years ago was that? Okay, I don't even think we really care about the reason why you cheating. I don't even think we really asked about the reason why you cheated. And then on top of that, I mean, what all did you get out of this situation? Because wasn't she just there giving you like a blowjob or something like that? Like, I'm just trying to figure out what exactly. Um, Like, I, I don't even really understand what went down, to be honest with you. He said it managed his his anxiety. So what type of anxieties did you have? Like, what? So, (laughs) yeah, it helped your anxiety that you saw a, a younger woman and you wasn't getting the best thing that, you know, the best sex that you thought you could get. So you, like, she was 20 years old. So I guess she basically, pretty much what it sound like, she helped him relax, pretty much. Like, helped her, you know, he was having big, you know, he's the president of the United States. He got to take care of America. And, you know, after he goes out there and talks to the people and lies to the people, he comes back in and he has this 20-something-year-old um intern that would help him take his mind off a situation so basically he would pretty much use her to get what he needed to settle his thoughts 
I mean, hey, men do it all the time. They basically use the woman to handle their needs, to handle their anxieties is what we're going to call it. So pretty much he was going through something, used her, got whatever he was going through, and it kept going and going and going. And then finally the cat was out the bag and he got caught. So let's say he never got caught. Let's say he was still president and he still was getting used with these anxieties that he wasn't, um, the things that he wasn't getting in the household to please and conquer his anxieties. Where would we be right now? Will Monica Lewinsky still be the side chick? Will she still be on her knees at the over office doing whatever it is that she doing to help Bill anxieties? Okay, Bill missed me with the bullshit, okay? Just keep it a hundred. You cheated on her, you cheated on Hillary because you saw this young intern coming in there, 20 years old, she looked good, and you just wanted to go digging for the dive because you wasn't getting good blowjobs at home. Hillary wasn't doing good enough for you. So you just use this as an example or use this as an excuse. Can't even say example. Use this as an excuse and go and blame it on your anxieties that she was having being president. So basically, she came in, she did the job, she calmed your anxieties down. But at the end of the day, this woman got screwed. They talked about her so bad. They tore her into pieces because you had some damn anxieties. Niggas, excuse me. If you have anxiety, how about you go see a doctor if they can subscribe you something to help with your anxiety? How about you get you something that you can, you know, chew some gum or something? I don't know. But you're trying to blame, like, I I don't even really understand it myself, but yeah, like I said, he said his anxieties were rooted in the pressure of proceeding over the highest office in the United States and that the affair was something that would take your mind off it for a while. So basically, your blowjobs that you was getting made you relax, made you chill, made you calm. Okay, she came in there, she pleased you, she got her knees sitting on the flag, having a good time, rendezvousing, doom, doom, doom. Okay, basically, Bill was having his ass a good ass time. Okay, y'all, and he tried to sound politically correct when they got in that documentary, but really and truly, he saw him a young thing, a young Tenderoni in the office, and he wanted to try that Tenderoni, and he did. Okay, because Hillary wasn't giving him the best blowjobs that he wanted. Okay, and he got what he needed. We see it in the Tyler Perry show, The Oval. Ain't ain't the girl, ain't the um, president got a little side chick, okay, because the wife ain't giving him what he need? Hey, why do you think people go out and get side chicks anyway? They get half of them because they're missing something in their relationship. And half of the time, it may be comfort, it may be sex, it may be communication. You never know. But, listen, Bill, a lot of the men out here will probably give you a high five if they seen you because they understand, okay? You just wanted you a nice, good blowjob that your wife wasn't giving. So you went and found you that young Teneroni that was cute, okay? And you got what you needed. So you took the stress off of it. You took the stress off of that. You released yourself, okay? You released yourself. So, hey, Bill. Hey. What what are we to say? What are we to say about this? What what can we say? I mean, damn right he was wrong, but I mean at the end of the day, I mean 
I guess what the messed up part was like you did it in house. I mean, I can see if you just like went out house or whatever and try to find somebody, but you kept it in house. And I guess he kept it in house because it was convenient, you know. So I mean, when he come in there after being on that podium with that hot ass sun beaming on him, and he sitting there telling all the lies to the black people, and then he come back and he call her, and he just releasing his anxieties, and she's sitting there getting released on i guess i don't even know whatever mm. okay um hmm. so black china and rob kardashian is in a custody battle and i guess it's getting really bad because one person is complaining about the other and the thing about these custody battles with these parents it's like they're not talking about the child well-being it's pretty much they just thinking about what they should have could have did in relationships instead of thinking about what's good best for the child so pretty much they're going back and forth arguing he's saying she's saying something like he's depressed and he um needs to be checked on or he don't even leave the house or some shit it don't even make any sense at the end of the day i don't even care what black china is doing with rob kardashian because she had one job one job only if all the black people were going to be having a party about something because the Kardashian dynasty was to be over, she should have took and married Rob. But she couldn't do that because she wanted to be a thought and she wanted to be out there in the streets. So she didn't, you know, secure the bag. She didn't secure the ring. She didn't secure the wedding. She didn't secure the last name. The only thing she secured was the baby with the last name. But she already had the baby and she could have had the baby and the ring. So now this little custody battle that you got going on, I don't even really care about it at all. I don't. It don't even really faze me because you had one job, one job. And all the black people were so, oh, my God, they were so happy. They was like, oh, my God, the Kardashians are going down. Black China is in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Ain't go down yet. Ain't even go, psh, ain't even go up in flames. No, nothing. She ain't do nothing. Nothing to help us. Nothing. Nothing at all. And, I mean, even if Rob is depressed and not leaving the house, what does that have to do with him being a good parent? At least we know he ain't going nowhere and out on the street. He there in the house with the baby, seeing her, having a good time. So, you know, I mean, hey, what, what, what are we to do? So, you know, it's a lot of yikes moments in this Twerk Something segment. I mean, yikes, Bill Clinton, you know, his reason for cheating, he needed to handle his anxieties. Pretty much he's saying, listen, I wasn't getting a perfect blowjob at home. My wife wasn't giving me the perfect things that I needed and I needed to come to work and release that stress, found someone and I released it. Now, do we care about it all these years ago? No, we don't care. I don't even think... And I think the only reason why it's coming up is because Hillary has this documentary on Hulu. But it's just like, okay, why do we even care? We knew what it was, okay? And we knew that Bill was in there getting them blowjobs. We knew that. We knew. We didn't care the reason for cheating. We just knew that he was getting satisfied in the oval. Okay? Pretty much. So let's get into what you want to do. So what you want to do, Denny's, is not pay... Shakira Edwards, her $4,451.61 tip that a customer left her. So pretty much Denny's is holding on to this money, okay? This person came in, apparently tipped this, tipped her. They loved her. Said she was such a good waitress, this, that, and the third. So Denny's is like, listen, 
we got to confirm this because we don't know really if truly if she meant to leave that tip. We got to make sure investigate it. Well, Denny's, it's been three weeks. So how long does it take to investigate? Okay, get that girl her money. Okay, and she's in dental school. So she clearly needs that money to pay off a bill, get a book, whatever. Living expenses, okay? That's why black people don't want to go to Denny's down to eat because look what you're doing to the employees. And what you won't do, Summer Walker, is keep embarrassing yourself. You know, she just keeps going on the internet and she done went on the internet, then shown this video from three, four, five years ago or something about the people over there in China. And she talked about something about why the coronavirus spread. So then they called her out on it. Then she put some other shit on there. It's just like, girl, stop embarrassing. Yeah, it's like, girl, stop embarrassing yourself. Like, why do you keep going on the internet? First, she was on the internet, going back and forth with party whoever the guy you messing with party next door or something whoever she messing with baby mothers or whatever like that like girl what you gonna do summer walker is just keep embarrassing yourself sis like please stop it okay then she went on and delete her instagram or some shit i don't even know so what you want to do denny's is not pay uh mrs edwards her four thousand four hundred fifty one dollars and sixty one cent tip okay pay the girl okay please right she has living expenses i'm sure she's not getting paid that much from y'all waiting tables okay and what you want to do summer walker is keep embarrassing yourself sis like give it up already if you're gonna be on instagram be on instagram and keep it cute okay stop embarrassing yourself and comments and tweets and all this other stuff because you're just looking crazy okay okay so this is episode 108 yikes i hope everyone has a wonderful work week of course, everyone, you guys can support me by donating or um, also uh, spending a little bit of cash, if you would like, on your girl, okay? Um, so you basically can become a supporter of the podcast. You can do a monthly um come a monthly fee you can start off with 99 cents or you can do 4.99 or you can do 9.99 whichever one um you can just go to anchor.fm and i can also uh and put in shanghai chronicles and i also share the link on the instagram as well um also with the coronavirus out please please make sure y'all wash your hands okay Wash your hands after anything you do. If you if you uh putting on a condom or putting on lotion or whatever, wash your damn hands, okay, people? Cause this case is all over the world, and we don't want you know nobody to die or you know get infected in the family, okay? So please, people, wash your hands. And yet again, have a wonderful work week. You can catch me on all listening platforms: Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music, iHeartRadio. Yeah, and this is episode 108, and I'm out.